Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Teach Me Acapella podcast. I am your host, Clifton Boyd, and I am sitting here with someone that I am just truly, um, truly honored to be speaking with uh, right now. I have followed him for years, uh, even uh, purchased some of his courses, <laughs> and that, those have been great. Um, and so I just really uh, I'm just honored to be here uh, with him. Um, let me just give you just a little little background of some of the people that he's worked with. He's a wonderful producer, great songwriter, um, mix engineer. Uh, he's a great artist himself. And um, he's also produced the likes of, uh, you know, Jason Derulo, um, Justin Timberlake, uh, Kelly Rowland, which is one of my favorite. Uh, I love listening to her her vocals. Uh, but um, Kelly Rowland, Gwen Stefani, and the list goes on and on and on. Uh, but uh, I am talking about none other than Ivan, and I got to roll the R, R is Corliza, Corliza, Corliza. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I, I try, I, you know, before I got on here, I was practicing, <laughs> and I, I just wasn't getting it right, but I, it's totally I tried. Fine, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, how are you, you doing? Great. I'm, I'm well, man, uh, doing great. Thank you so much, and uh, excited to be on here with you, uh, Clifton. So, and uh, and thank you for the yeah for for mentioning it, the courses. I, I I hope they were a a, a general and a, a a help for you. I hope they were really a, a, a you know helpful towards the goals that you were striving for. Definitely, definitely, man. And we'll get a little more into into that with the mm-hmm. uh, Beat Academy and things like that. But I wanted to, if you would, kind of take us back. So you know, take us back to you know where you were born, your, your childhood, and oh, and. Dang. And the, like yeah, going, yeah, that back. yeah, we got to go back. We have a, ther- a therapy session. Oh. <laughs> but, but what's what, what were some of the influences that, that were around you that that built that music passion in you? Yeah, it all started this one late summer <laughs> evening. No, um, I think like most of the people who would probably be listening to this podcast and, and yourself and many of us, we have this this um, this leaning towards a, a passion for music and maybe even the circle of friends that we hang out with, we realize that music impacts us in a certain different way than it does. Uh, maybe the um, it hits us differently than it does the, those um, around us. Right. And so I think um, having the influence, A, first from my family. So my father was a musician and he mm. was in South Savan. So um, born and raised here in Miami, Florida. Um, to uh, Cuban and Puerto Rican family. Uh, so my dad's Puerto Rican, my mom's Cuban, and so mm. very much in a Caribbean Hispanic uh, upbringing. Even though I look Irish, you know, you look more <laughs> Hispanic than I do. So, as, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, it, it, being in that household, being influenced, A, first and foremost, from the nurturing environment that we grow up in, I think that's a big thing. Right. Uh, that's where I had my taste for performing music. But it really started to blossom when I was, uh, you know, just getting into uh, my dad got me some piano lessons. So I started playing piano and then I started playing trombone was like that's the main thrust of me getting involved, mm. in music, discovering music. And that that led me into getting involved in like the jazz band, marching band. So, you know, I, I attended a high school here, um, you know, where there was. You know, it was very inner city marching. So there was a lot of like we had to dance on the field, throw the you know instruments yeah. on, the, on the floor. So I got a lot of <laughs> swag and, and, and the vibe from from that, and and that just led into at the latter years of my high school, 
the you know I graduated '99, so I, here in Miami, the electronic, the underground electronic music scene was really bubbling over, mm. and uh, I got my taste of that and decided to want to get into DJing and, and producing music. So uh, we're talking about like 99. Uh, there wasn't readily access to YouTube or the internet. So I just kind of right. had to like take all the pennies and nickels I've scraped up and, and buy a drum machine and just learn it uh, that way. And, and I started just like making these tapes of like beats and stuff that I was making. But I was really heavily influenced, uh, influenced by the electronic uh, music producers during that time, uh, mm. the Prodigy, Crystal Method, uh, you know, a lot of drum and bass artists. And, and then that led me into um, DJing locally here in Miami. Then the oh. DJing led me into linking arms with uh, guys like Jimmy Douglas, um, who's the en mixing engineer for Timbaland, Missy Elliott. Uh, he's a legend in mm. his own right. Yeah. And that is what opened the door to work with. Uh, the DJing was really the gateway for a lot of things because that led me to be versatile in my approach of not just selling water to a whale, but more mm -hmm. sort of uh, bringing value to people such as like when I first linked up with uh, Timberland, it wasn't a, hey man, check out my beats. It was like, hey, I, I'm doing something completely on the opposite end of the spectrum of what you're doing. I'm doing yeah. dance music, you're doing hip hop. I can do remixes of your tracks for you for free, no big deal. And right. That worked out really well. And that is what really got the ball rolling into working with that camp. I was providing a, a, you know value from a different angle. I didn't see it. I didn't think about it at that time. But mm -hmm. yeah, so that DJ career then started blossoming into touring and doing a lot of stuff electronic music-wise, which then bled into the pop scene mm -hmm. music for pop artists, bring, bringing that into the pop production. And then... Uh, started working closely with Jimmy Douglas, and we just started partnering on a lot of projects, which got me, um, you know, involved with a lot of the projects that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, to this day. So it has been, it has been an absolute blessing uh, from God to be able to produce music for a living for the past almost twenty years. Wow! Wow! Uh, so my last nine to five was about twenty years ago, so that that was awesome, and and yeah, and it's been quite a roller coaster. So. Wow, man, that that is just a tremendous, a tremendous um, uh, journey. You know, I, I think it's so I think it's so neat. Um, can you speak a little more on the, the mentorship aspect of it? And the reason why I want to kind of bleed into that is because you yourself are, are have become a great, I think, mentor. Um, you give out a lot of a lot of good information, a lot of great information. Um, that I've been uh, privy to be able to to listen to, um, and then you you know with the Beat Academy and all the, and all those different things that you uh, that you have, and even if you're not a part of Beat Academy, you know you just have a lot of free stuff too that that is still uh, gems, you know, very good information. So could you speak more about that? Because a lot of people that are like like me, um, you know, I always try to find where an avenue is. I, I love music this is what i do i mean i go all the way back oh you you mentioned 99 i'm class of 99 as well um so yeah on, you know i see i i i felt that vibe even from the invite i was like i, I think I'll, I'll do this podcast yeah <laughs> but um but 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 I, I go all the way back to when i had two two uh <laughs> jam boxes with two oh, tapes wow. and i was like recording on one tape and then you put it in the other and put another blank tape in there and kind of go back and forth, yeah. you know, to, to what I have now. Thank God. But, um, I've always wanted to see where the Avenue is where I could, you know, do, do it for a living. And, um, 
I don't know. It just never, never yeah. clicked. So that mentorship, I know, is a is a big deal. Yeah, and 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 those are all good points. I think a temptation when you hear some uh, interviews like this, or when you uh, when you come across. When I come across personally other great interviews or things like that, and I'm hearing stories of others, I think the temptation is to immediately pull from that. Okay, that formula should be working for me then too. Mm-hmm. And I think a, bis- a big misconception is understanding that someone else's journey doesn't necessarily have to reflect where you're currently at and where you possibly want to go right. with your music. And I think that's really important to do because what we what we need to have more of currently today is a sober assessment of bringing our expectations a lot closer to our reality. Right. I think because of the ease of access of information today, like we equate the fact that we can so easily just jump on YouTube, find discover how to make, you know, a a weekend type beat. And then we also expect since we have that ease of access, we also then expect an ease of you know fruit of that labor right right because it's so easy because it's so readily easy for us to gain the access to that information we then assume well if i'm able to make a weekend beat in like 30 minutes why can't i also replicate the same success right right. there's a there's a you know there's yeah it's it's not aligned correctly and i think we need to sometimes just soberly assess okay i'm hearing this guy's story then i'm gonna do that and pursue that and it might not work right Um, so I, I, I'm I'm saying that with the disclaimer of knowing there are some common there's some common denominators we can grab from these stories. And I think of one of the big ones is, you know, the hard work, the dedication. Uh, and I think the biggest one, and this is I'm not going the long way around the barn here, but I think you mentioned the mentorship. I think the big thing of where I'm at in the season of life that I'm in now in creating Beat Academy was because I saw both sides of the coin, a the immense value of having a mentor. Someone mm-hmm. not only that's coaching you, but someone who actually is encouraging and instilling in you the ability for you to believe this is possible, right? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's priceless. That's really, really a precious thing to have somebody come alongside who believes in you, not just the music you're making, but say, man, you've got what it takes. And and nowadays, that's, that's, that, that is precious. Right. But then there's this other aspect of it, too, where um, I, I also treated a lot of people throughout the years of having a career in the music industry um i treated people as stepping stones to get to where i wanted to and treated people not like people but just like prospects so um and and that backfired and so i realized that um you know at, at the latter years of my career like in the past i would say six or seven years um, I realized that, man, I'm in a new season of my life where I don't want to be, A, I didn't want to really stay in the rat race, the political rat race of the music industry, right. having to just always be, you know, bouncing from Miami to LA, just showing face. And because, and, and the music industry was in a completely different, it shifted. It just right. dramatically shifted. So with that shift, I couldn't just continue doing the same thing. And and then I just saw, man, the value that mentorship ha- that I had with Jimmy and so many others. I wanted to also provide that value for so many other people. Yeah. And then also um, treating people like projects, uh, it, it just wasn't, yeah, man, I. it left a bad, bitter, sour taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And so I realized I don't want to, I don't want everybody, I don't want people to also fall into the trap of saying that's just the normal part of the industry. You got to treat people like, like crap it's just so that you can make it through. Um, yeah. You don't necessarily have to do that. And so we're in a whole new climate right now. We're in a whole new world, uh, which is which is great. 
uh, the the ability to access to so much information is amazing. I mean, we're right. both here, we're championing that we're from '99, um, yeah. you know, which yeah, we did what we had to do. It was a school of hard knocks, yeah. and so the average 14 year old has access to pretty much a huge world of information. Yeah, but yet that doesn't equate to a huge world of experience. Right, uh, and so um, you know, yeah, there's. There's just so much to go to, to sift through in this world. So I created Beat Academy with the goal of this. How do I impact lives? Because that's what mentoring did for me. It impacted mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to approach this Beat Academy as like, hey, here's my own digital lemonade stand. Come buy my course. And I was like, no, how do I create a platform that will impact people's lives so that they can achieve the goals that they're trying to achieve with their music uh, via music production or just building a career out of their music? So... Uh, it's almost about four years in. Uh, we've just been seeing so much amazing fruit from Beat Academy and excited for what's ahead in the next year. Um, we've got some really big things planned out for the next year as far as like really making this more of an exclusive, uh, you know, m- focusing more on the mentorship, mentorship access rather than just the courses. We're going to be really including a lot more of this inner circle mastermind type of thing. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, I, I don't know if I even answered your question. Yeah, yeah, hey, you did, man. I was, you almost started preaching there. I was like, yeah. man, all we need now is past collection plate. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> no, nah, it was great, yeah. man. I, the information that you that you're giving is priceless, and like I said, with that, I, I like the fact that you're not uh, even with you know what you were saying before about kind of using people. Uh, I mean, uh, using people as prospects and things like that, you know being able to grow and mature, you know, all through the process and then being able to give back the way you, cause you know, you're, you're really giving what was poured into you with Jimmy, you know, um, he poured a lot into you, you know, and he, he, he had a lot of faith in you and, and, and believed in you. And that's what you're doing through your beat Academy, even, even through your free stuff, you know, you can tell that you honestly care, <laughs> you know, and, and really want to help someone. You know, and I and I, I really enjoy that. And, and from that, you like you said, the fruit of your labor, you've gotten a, a, a lot of people uh, have been successful, you know, and are doing things within the music industry that they never, never thought that they would be able to do um, before meeting you. You know, yeah. they they wanted to do it, but didn't know how. Yeah, there was a complete world view shift. So I would say maybe, you know, almost like 10 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago, mm-hmm. there was a worldview shift within me where I thought, take as much as you can because that's what this is all about. And then I realized mm-hmm. the value of it is better to give than it is to receive. Right. That, that has just been magnificently true in such a, an, an amazing, abundant sense. And so, uh, yeah, the season of life where I'm in, you know, I've got four kids, I've been married almost 12 years. Um, oh my gosh, no, 13 years now. And, uh, <laughs> but, but in that, it changes yeah. my, my, it shifts my priorities, right? It, it does. Like, hey, I want to now be able to spend and invest more time in the development of the character of my children and, and just yeah. be there. And so I don't want to be in the studio till four o'clock in the morning anymore. That was a fun time. That was great. And I, it's not knocking that. That, that, that might be a season where some, some of your listeners or some people who might stumble across this, they might be in that season where like, hey, I, I'm single. I've got the time. Let me just right. let me invest. Let me dive in. And I would encourage you to do that. Right. But, you know, I, I transitioned into this and I realized, man, 
it is so much better to give than it is to receive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because there's a different joy, there's a more robust and 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 more sustainable joy that comes from that. Right. Um, and so the power of that really does liberate me from treating everybody as what are you trying to take from me? Right. I gotta, I'm, you know, I'm going to shortchange people rather than like, hey, man, you know what? Here it is. I'm going to be yeah. open handed. Give that to you. Because why? Because I have been given much. I have been right. freed much. Right. And, uh, and for those who those who've been forgiven much love much. Right. And so right. we have that understanding. There's that that understanding of like, wow, um, because I've been given much, I I can then relish the joy of also giving as well it's exactly. hard it, it's not something that just like hey today i'm gonna give it was something that that i yeah. you know learned and and, uh, exactly. and grew into exactly it's a process it's a process and, I, and I, i'm just like you um i've been married now well next week will be 17 years and we have come on yeah yeah, yeah. we have two two lovely kids a boy and a girl 113 111 and I'm with you, man. I remember I used to spend all night in the studio. When my wife and I first got married, you know, I would spend time with her through the day. And then at night, it was my time. You know, I was all all nighters, pulling all nighters, just trying to learn the craft. Um, but I'm like you, you know, I can't, even if I wanted to do that right now, the way I don't think I could do it. I just can't. I'm in the bed at like 9 30, 10 o'clock. Yeah, you know, so I, I, I definitely get it. I definitely get it. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. So um, my last question for you, because I, I know Tom is pushing and I know you have things that you you have a session coming coming up. Um, what are some of the suggestions that you would make uh, to a person that's that's trying to build this stuff? Like maybe some of your favorite interfaces and our mics or monitors on a budget that's trying to just get started with this home studio, because I I think what you how you relate to people is people can actually see themselves in you. You know, you are, you know, your home studio guy, you know, but you, you, you built it up, you know what I mean? And, uh, I think people can really relate to that. And so if you said, Hey, you know, this is an interface that I use, or this is a mic that I use or whatever, uh, it would go far with people because they, they, I think they see themselves, uh, in you in that way. I know I do. So Sure. Sure. I, I think it's a great question. I think more important than the the technical answer to that question, I think it's more of a deeper rooted question that needs to be answered first that then gets, uh, that echoes throughout any future decision in what gear to buy. Mm -hmm. And that is, am I able to successfully create with what I have now? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you've, if, if you're starting from zero, all I got is a phone. Okay. Download the band lab app, download, mm -hmm. uh, some kind of free app that makes that, that makes you, that allows you to be creative. Mm -hmm. uh, but you don't understand. I want to professionally record. Okay, you know you work with. If your budget is ten bucks, you work with five bucks. Right. So I say that because I think what happens is the temptation to immediately gravitate towards. Uh, I'm I'm at fifty percent, and I know I could be at a hundred if I had fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest problem there. I think saying, "Here's the interface you need to get. Here's this." Now, don't get me wrong. There is a role of uh, that gear does play, right. especially when you start surpassing a specific bracket of of you know uh, novice. When you're no longer right. novice and you're, you're you're moving towards okay, I'm growing. I'm no longer an amateur, I'm, but I am growing into you know more of like an apprentice type of uh, status. Mm -hmm. Then yeah, then you know what? Upgrade to something that has maybe 
uh, better functionality because it's always going to be different. But, you know, if we were asking in 1999, it would make a big deal. Hey, right. you only got three interfaces to choose from. This is the this, These are the budgets right now. And you're just going to have to deal with just two inputs and two outputs because that's right. all it is. But today, there's so many. There's, you know, the ability to just... Uh, literally, there's IK Multimedia makes interfaces for your phone. So if you needed something, you just record. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, answer the question, can I, can I, am I content with what I have? Right. Or do I truly believe that getting the next piece of gear is going to solve my problems? And I, mm. I'm going to tell you, that's not going to solve your problems. Right, right. What's the next plugin bundle that's going to help this all? What's the next, you know, what's the, what's the master chain this guy uses? What's the vocal chain he uses on his vocals to get it like that? Mm. There is some, there is some, there is some identifying uh, principles to knowing. Oh, okay, that's how he's doing that. But those are always subject to change depending on who's going to be mixing and producing the vocals. Right. So there are bare bone basics like learn how to use an EQ, learn what a compressor does. That way you can shape any tone or any sound that you want. Um, learn the basics of recording. You know, if you've got a $200 interface with maybe a Focusrite Scarlet, whatever, yeah, they might not revolutionize the world. But if you can gain stage well, if you know how to properly record, because mm -hmm. you know what? At the end of the day, the person on the other side of the laptop doesn't even care. Right. If you write a great song with a $13 interface, you wrote a great song. With right, a thirteen dollar right, interface, right. that's that's what people are are missing out on. And so the, the the negative side of too much information out there is that you're 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 paralysis by analysis. You're stuck, or you feel like you can't make the proper decision because of yeah. all the conflicting information. Many options, I, yeah. Yeah, there's too many options. So I say limit the options. I say you move to the next uh, the next step of gear, whatever it is you want to buy solely based on a your financial situation if you're if you have the, the freedom to do so and then b will this a multiply my creativity will this literally multiply not just simply add but will this allow me to give more room so if uh that's kind of like a cop out of the answer nah, I love now, it. Now, now i'll go to like the practical answer if somebody who's starting out i mean if the focus right ones are just great as a yeah. matter of fact there's a killer I, the ssl made a interface yeah which i think is absolutely incredible yeah. uh, there's the ssl plus which allows the direct monitoring in there um i'm not a fan of the apollos and everybody's like hey the apollo you can do all this stuff honestly man like the focus right or the uh, the ssl i love the ssl one because it's just it's portable sounds great they have that yeah. 4k mode it's freaking incredible yeah, yeah. direct monitoring I would say at least get some kind of interface that includes direct monitoring. And what mm. that means for those who are not technical savvy is that gives you the ability to actually be able to monitor yourself, your headphones, without any latency or running it through the DAW. Right, right. If that sounded like Chinese to you, then here's what that means. <laughs> that gives you the ability to listen to yourself with no delay um, and, and compensation there. So oh. you're, you can directly monitor what you're gonna be recording and that, that works out great. So right. anything that includes that, and most interfaces are including direct monitoring in there. And so I think that's a win. So whatever your budget allows, that's it. And then the DAW that you're going to be using. And honestly, I don't know. Um, do that. Buy a shaker. <laughs> because And then there's some kind of element of, of live organic recording. But yeah, you know, I would buy an interface and maybe spend, I don't know, 
70 bucks on like samples and sample packs and, or, or track lib account or something like that that gives you access to sounds and and, and creative places uh, than rather a, 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 a notch of hardware that you can just say okay I got this right, got right. This great interface but I haven't written a song in five years right 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 man I that's that's just valuable information I, I love the way you answered that question too um, because no interface or anything is 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 going to make you sound great or anything. It's just really if you have a great song, if you can write, if you can arrange and compose and stuff, it doesn't matter what what interface you use. Yeah. You know, people are going to accept it. Um, and and I, and I, I would I would add to that. I would say also do the music that that really makes you feel good. Like you know what I mean. Like do if you're going to write a song, let it be great to you first. You know, because I think sometimes um, we can get into, um, I don't know, because we want to be be popular, I guess. I don't know. But we can get into, you know, wanting the, the opinion of other people. And it could be a great song. And, you know, everybody's not going to love it, but it could be a great song. And you run into the one person that says, eh, and then you're all discouraged. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. do the best that you can with what you have. And love it. Just love it yourself. And, and then just let the song do what it does, you know. Yeah, I've fallen victim of, fall of losing my first love. And mm -hmm. I started out producing music with a drum machine just because, like, this is the coolest thing ever. It sounded like crap, but it was like, this is so cool that I yeah. can literally have control over the, the beat. And, and I would show it and record on tape. And I'm like, isn't this cool? This is cool. And the first love was just getting lost in making, making this uh, and having fun with it. And uh, I lost sight of that when I then started to become, okay, what can I do that will make in the ROI? Like, how do I make a, what's, how can I get the song placed and things like that? So right. that's where it starts to get a little tricky, but start with the first love, getting fun and make remaking songs that you like making and things like that. So, yeah. Nice, nice. Well, man, Ivan, I really appreciate you coming on here. I'm not going to take up too much more of your time. Um, where, where can people connect with you? Uh, give us your social. Right now, the best way, because I'm investing a lot of my time and energy with my Beat Academy members. So okay. uh, that's where I spend the bulk of my time right now. And then when I'm not working on projects, I, I pour into the members there. So beatacademy.com. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely hit up all the resources we have. We have plenty of free resources there available as well. But uh, yeah, I'd love to offer your, your listeners a free month of Beat Academy. So nice. go there, uh, click... Uh, become a member and they'll be able to access a free month of beat academy and see if it's the right fit for them so check that out uh and that really would be the best bet but uh, i think uh instagram would be ill factor and tiktok is the beat academy um but yeah that's really the best way nice man thank you so much so much this is clifton boyd mr ill factor himself with teach me acapella podcast thank you for coming on no problem my pleasure take care <laughs>